Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. And welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfeld, coming at you from quarantine in my basement studio apartment. Each week, I call up two employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from movie studios to weapons manufacturers. Together, we'll learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. As always, I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But boy, am I a fan, and I think you're going to be too. So let's get into it, shall we? My first guest is the CEO of Eat My Door, the grocery delivery service that has seen a 400% increase in business in the last three weeks. So he must be doing something right. Eat My Door uses personal shoppers to gather food and bring it right to your doorstep. In his spare time, he is a hunter of exotic birds. Please welcome Caldwell Prong III. Hello, Caldwell. Hello, Dean. Lovely to be here. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for for gracing us with your presence. And I I hope we have a a, a solid connection here. I've, I've never tried this before. And this is new to me, this this remote interview thing. Yes. Well, at the moment, you seem to be coming through just fine. Great. Excellent. Excellent. And so obviously, um, you've got a great company and a great, uh, great idea here. And uh, I mean, the, the growth uh, isn't all due to the coronavirus panic, right? I mean, you're just a great company. So 400% growth in three weeks has got to be exciting, certainly. Oh, yes. Very exciting. We've uh, we've championed a lot of new initiatives. Things we're trying to go green. We mm. no longer use any sort of bags, so all of our personal shoppers just carry everything in heaps in their arms. Okay, interesting. And is there any uh, concern about uh, uh, safety when it comes to gathering up a whole bunch of? potentially infected objects in one's arms and bringing them to a new person's doorstep might be... Every time they make a delivery, they remind people to wash all of their produce and all of the rest of their food, particularly anything in a cardboard box. And then they always end with a nice, friendly handshake. Do they now? And you haven't uh, you haven't done away with that in this age of uh, social distancing? Well, of course not. It's basically the cornerstone of everything we do. People expect a handshake at the end of an uh, of an interaction. Yes, you you uh, eat my door has sort of become famous for that. A handshake is the only way to really seal a contract, and that's what we have with our customers. That's true. That's true. That's so interesting. And 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 uh, you know your business um, sort of reputation above all, right? Health, personal safety, all of it. Um, so obviously uh, you are. A bit of an essential worker at this time, so you're you're there running the company. Uh, all your personal shoppers that go to they go to the stores, they gather up all these things, and then they bring them to people's houses. Those people are subcontractors, um, and it, and uh, it seems like you're not doing uh, anything with regard to like health testing or giving them sick time off or anything like that. Uh, so, how do you respond to people who th- who say that this is an irresponsible business practice in this day and age? Um, I think those people should try running a business for themselves. I'm sure right, they don't exactly. they don't entirely understand how difficult this can be. I make hard decisions every day. Just because I'm sitting here on the 45th floor of my skyscraper looking down doesn't mean that I'm not also struggling. Right, of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, like I know that for a fact that, uh, you know, in that skyscraper that you live in, um, you know, there are several points uh, between the, the, the doorman and, and your door up there in the penthouse that uh, require, you know, sanitizing you and getting the sort of 
you know, the dirt and filth uh, of the city and, and the, and the populace off your body before you can go home safely. Right. Yes. Yes. I have a number of, uh, I, 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 I suppose you would call them decontamination stations, right. uh, things I've co-opted from the local hospital and installed in the building, uh, every 15 floors. Uh, wow. so you go up in the elevator, you stop, you strip, you are scrubbed down, uh, a complete dermal abrasion taking off yes. the top layer wow. uh, and then you are redressed and then yep. you can continue on up and then again another 15 stopped stripped down washed right and then once you get up to the top you know i i'm only breathing air that comes from from tanks none of sure. none of it is the natural oxygen that's that's right. a sacrifice Right, of course, yes, and it's got a, it's got a, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's hell on your concentration and everything to just be breathing in that pure oxygen all the time. And I know you've gotten some flack for the fact that each of those stations in your building, um, you when you say co-opted, you've also pulled away uh, critical healthcare workers from the hospital to man these stations. Uh, and what's your response to that? Well, I think if the the hospitals wanted to keep them, they should probably pay them better. And mm -hmm. uh, if they're mm -hmm. unable to, and I am, then why should I sacrifice my own safety True. Uh, for the, others? I, I'm, I'm in a protected category. I'll have you know I'm 61 years old. Right, right. And, you, and, and, uh, and you've basically mitigated all possible risks. Absolutely. I, I, I like to, uh, to tell people my hero is uh, Howard Hughes, uh, who we really? all know, uh, uh, you know, reclusive, shut-in billionaire. And that's really, sure. that's, uh, as the kids say nowadays, I believe, that is a vibe. That I'm That's going the vibe for. you're going for is yes. the sort of like long fingernails, urine in a jar, uh, just absolute uh, genius uh, shutting yes. himself up in his. Yes. Yeah, it, Lots of jars of urine. It's the only truly sterile liquid. Is it? So um, you've also been, uh, your, your company, uh, Eat My Door, has also been uh, uh, criticized because, uh, you know, supply chains all over the world are now being disrupted in the, in the food supply. And your company has been accused of hoarding food in your warehouses so that you can ride out that disruption and keep up with the rising demand uh, of your online grocery delivery service. I think hoarding is a very dirty word that I don't appreciate. I prefer mm. to think of it as rationing. We're okay. going to need food all the way down the line, a week from now, a month from now, I will have food. I mean, mm. we will have oh. food. Right, right. So so there's no, you're not uh, saving any of that for your own personal use? Or, or is there like a little part of the warehouse earmarked for that? Oh, no, no, no. I would never eat the food that we provide to the general masses. It's not clean enough for me. I see. Okay. Um, is this something you always wanted to do? Grocery delivery? Uh, how, how did you get into this business? It's the family business. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, the third, of course, in a long line of Caldwell Prongs. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father had a delivery business in which mm. I was all a catalog business. And uh, before that, uh, my grandfather, my father's father, uh, had a business he started. It was a Pony Express uh, delivery. Uh, they could not deliver many foods, uh, mm, you know, yeah. cross country because obviously sure. they would spoil by the time they arrived, but, right, uh, right. you know, bags of grain. Wow. That's, it seems like such a small window because the Pony Ex Express was sort of like famously short in, in, uh, in duration in American history and, uh, and, and, and fairly unreliable. And, you know, if someone's bringing a letter from one town to the next in the dead of night, they're also trying to wrangle beans at the same time. That seems like it would have been a problematic, uh, <laughs> Well, enterprise. Dean, it's not like they're carrying individual beans. They put them in a bag 
like a satchel or something on the horse. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, well, interesting. So the so the so the personal food delivery system has been in your family for for generations. That's so interesting. Yes, it's uh, it's my inheritance. It's something I'm going to keep going. I hope that my son, Caldwell Prong the Fourth, sees it in his heart to take the business over when I pass. And do you have any visions for what that might look like when Caldwell Prong the Fourth grows up? Uh, you know, maybe maybe we're past the internet. We're past the this epidemic. How do you see the future of food delivery being? Oh, the future of food delivery. It's it's drones and telepathic ordering and mm. teleportation, Dean. Is that imagine, I, Dean? I want you to close your eyes. Yes. Okay. You actually want me to do it? Okay. I want you to right. imagine sure, that sure. you are sitting at, on your couch. You're watching your favorite film, and gotcha. and you gotcha. start to feel a, a hunger in your stomach. Okay. What's so What's the I'm, food that comes to mind? Well, okay. I'm closing my eyes and I'm imagining I'm sitting on my couch in my basement studio apartment and I'm watching Weekend at Bernie's Two, and mm. I get a real uh, hankering all of a sudden for my favorite snack food, which is an off-brand Dorito that I really like. Okay, so just imagine, you you have that momentary thought of off-brand Doritos, yes, and all of a yes. sudden, they appear right in front of you. Oh my goodness, that that would make my life a, uh, such a joy. What and wouldn't I, you pay for that kind of service? That's what oh, I you're, you're pitching me on a technology that doesn't even exist yet, but I think I'd be your first customer. I'd be right there in line. That's exciting. Um, folks, my second guest today, he can tell you exactly how likely you are to die of a heart attack. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Corporation is brought to you by Vermont Comedy Club, a world-class comedy theater in Burlington, Vermont. On March 13th, 2020, the club closed its doors indefinitely due to the COVID-19 health crisis. You can check out their online classes and live streaming shows right now at vtcomedy.com. If you have the means, you can also donate on the website or on Venmo at Vermont Comedy Club. This community-minded small business will be back. And in the meantime, stay safe, take care of each other, and wash your hands. Now, back to the show. And we're back. We've been talking with Caldwell Prong III from Eat My Door. And now I'm going to bring my second guest into the conversation who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He's a junior lab technician at Know Your Genome, the world's most popular home genetic testing kit. In exchange for a sample of your entire DNA, the company can tell you what percentage of your family is Ashkenazi Jew and whether or not you're predisposed to like cilantro. On weekends, my guest canvasses his neighborhood to drum up votes for his upcoming campaign for drain commissioner. Please welcome Ned Hibbles, everybody. And I'm Ned Hibbles. Hello, Ned. How are you today? I'm great, and I want to just emphasize junior lab technician. I don't want you getting any bad information out there. It's junior. Right. I think, did I say that? I think I... Yes, you I did say that. I just don't okay, want great. anyone to assume. I don't want anyone to assume I'm higher than that. Are you abdicating a certain amount of responsibility by clarifying that point, or are you... I just uh, want to make it clear, because I was the senior lab technician for almost 10 years. And oh, you were? It I did not proved know that. to be way too much work, and I don't want anyone assuming that I'm not okay. living up to that expectation any longer. I wonder if I could ask, uh, was your demotion down the ladder to junior lab tech, was that a voluntary move, or was that... It was a it voluntary move. I was very much wanting less pay. I was okay. very much wanting less... Freedom. I wanted more work hours. You stopped there for a minute. I wasn't sure you were going to continue. No, um, it's, uh, it's hard to breathe in my lab. Oh, I see. Okay, so a lot of particulates or something there, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of sprays. Um, you, te you test all those samples of the saliva that comes through the mail. Uh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much anything. Saliva, other things, anything that comes into the mail, I'm testing it. 
Now, um, I believe the kit just specifies that you should put your saliva in the kit, but do other well, do people put other actually, things? To, to save money, we have removed the little piece of paper with the instructions oh, and our oh. server's been down, so there's no oh. email system. So we oh, mostly heavens. just give a swab and we see what we get back. Wow. So there could be anything on that swab. Oh, what? yes. I've seen pretty much anything. And are there any, is there ever anything that you get on that swab where you're just not sure what it is at all? Yes. Anytime there's a purple thick liquid, I'm like, what? And then I look at it for a little bit. I test it and I tell the person, hey, look at you. You have narcolepsy. A lot of people don't know if they have narcolepsy, so they send in swabs. Interesting. Okay. But um, that's neither here nor there. But this is, I just want to say this is a really busy time for us. Is it? Why is that? Well, we rake our business up in voluntary and in involuntary. <laughs> in we involuntary. break our it, it voluntary and in involuntary business. Does that make sense? I might need it one more time because I. So our our business basically yeah. has two types of orders that can be sent into the lab. Okay. There's yeah. voluntary. Sure. And involuntary. Yep. Gotcha. And right now, you can walk by any hospital in the world and go into the dumpster and find nearly 3,000 swabs because these things are getting shoved down people's throats left and right. Okay. And, and what does that have to do with your business? Because uh, that means involuntary orders have gone through the roof. And so I'm in the lab right now just testing all the swabs that uh, are sent in. When you talk about involuntary, are you talking about people send in the swabs that are disposed of in the dumpster behind the hospital? Yes, it's a little bit of a government contract we have just to track anyone who has the virus or anything along those lines. And is there a reason why the hospital wouldn't do that testing when they swap the person? They're Well, because they're mostly focused on that one thing, and we're there to tell them, hey, you might have it, but you love cilantro. <laughs> right, I see. So... In other words, I could go to get like, let's say a COVID-19 test at a hospital, and then I'll get a piece of mail two weeks later from you saying mm-hmm. something about whether I like cilantro or not. Yeah. Or if your great uncle was in Italy sure, at any point wow. or something like that. And, uh, and am I supposed to yes. pay for this service? Like, am I supposed to then turn around and pay? Do you bill me for that? Oh yeah. You get, you get, oh, you get billed. I'll tell okay. you what. You've really opened up this whole other part of the market that I wouldn't even have thought about, the involuntary market. Like if you provide the service and then you just bill people for it, then that seems like there could be a whole other market for stuff in every industry, right? It's an incredible idea, if I do say so myself. Like, I think like, we should... Like Caldwell, if, you, if, if I opened my door and there were groceries in front of it and a man standing there demanding to shake my hand and asking for money, even though I hadn't signed up for your business... Uh, some then pers- we would grow 800%. Sure. Amazing. But uh, like you said before, with the COVID-19 test, we are mostly me. I am doing those privately. So if you know anyone who has any questions about whether they have it or not, I can clear that up within two hours. Interesting. And uh, what is your method for determining whether someone is COVID positive? Well, it's a questionnaire. Uh, At first, you come into my lab, which is basically my apartment. Um, mm-hmm. I ask you a few questions. I ask about how much money you make in a year. We really get to know each other. And then uh, you sign the lease. The lease on your apartment. <laughs> yeah. I really need a roommate right now. This oh, freaking okay. mortgage is really killing me. But uh, at the end of the day, I'll tell you whether you have it or not. Um, and you can move in by the end of the week. It's like a, It seems like a guaranteed way for you to get coronavirus. You bring hey. in people who suspect they have it. And then you spend a lot of time in an apartment with them, and then in some cases have them move in with you. It's not possible, actually. I'm immune. 
I did some testing on the Corona. I mean, it must be five years now. Five years ago, I started slowly introducing myself to it. To something that, by all accounts, is a novel virus that only appeared. It's only novel if you weren't paying attention. <laughs> that's what I always say. Some say it came from my apartment, but uh, that's that's so. Yeah. So, so do you think do you think that's a possibility that you are patient zero for COVID and you're somehow immune to it, but you're passing it on to everyone else? Well, you sound like my boss two minutes before he demoted me. So who is your boss anyway? Who 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 is the senior researcher over there now? Um, do you know Tanner Hibbles? Oh no, is he is Tanner Hibbles by any chance related to you? Oh, look at that! We're talking about my brother. It only took two minutes for us to start talking about how awesome my brother is. Yes, he's my brother. I didn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. Yes. So w- w- what I really want, would like to know is why, um, why Know Your Genome is still uh, open and functioning during a time when many businesses are closed. Well, a lot of people are, as far as essential business, uh, there are a lot of people who are bored in their apartment and having a lot of deep conversations with their roommates and they really need answers about where they're from and there's a lot of coffee table conversations happening in the morning and i mean i for one am very happy to know that they are still active uh ned if if i was to send you one of my jars of urine uh could you oh dear there are questions i have that i'd like answered i have a sneaking suspicion that i'm related to charlemagne Uh, no we can definitely handle that the thing is is um We'd prefer it be sent on a swab. If you're going to send a jar, it has to be a gallon, at least. It has to be a gallon, at least. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I assure you, that is not a problem. <laughs> oh, interesting. Very interesting. I have not gone grocery shopping in, in wow. a week or two. So Okay, I'm going to um, pivot away from this conversation uh, real quick. I just want to ask real quick that, you know, it seems like... so. You know, some people say, like, we're trading all of our personal genetic information so that we can find out fun stuff like, will my child have hazel eyes? Uh, you're, not really, you're not really sharing a lot of medical information with us, but you're gathering a lot of medical data on all of us. Should we be concerned about that? Concerned? I don't know. I mean, we're creating a web of information that is impenetrable in the future. Once this web is complete, oh God, here I go. I love talking about this stuff. Once the web is complete, any information that you are trying to deny is going to be undeniable. So if you murdered that man, we will know because of the DNA. If you didn't pay your mortgage on time, if you didn't pay that parking ticket, right? we can just trace all the fingerprints back. It's just a paper trail from the ground straight to my apartment. And I, I think that's one of the things that people are concerned with is that you're, you're gathering so much really critical key information about uh, really the entire population that what happens in the future when you decide to monetize that by selling it to law enforcement agencies and uh, and selling the medical data to advertisers and you know it seems like there's no end to the, the amount of privacy uh, that you could be potentially violating. Well, do you want to know if your great-grandfather actually was from Russia? I do. Can I uh, Can I find that out? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. It's just a I'm, trade-off. I'm happy, to, I'm happy so, to trade that off. Uh, do you want to live I, in a world where you don't know any of that stuff and you have no. to keep lying to your friends about how Russian you are? I can answer that for sure. Wow. That, I mean, that's, that's worth it. That seems worth it, for yes, sure. Yes, it's easier to get framed for a crime because it's then connected to DNA, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I also right, have right. a company that does lie detecting, so... Is that so? You have yeah. that company. Is it, well, is it yours or your brother's? Okay, well, between you and me, just us boys, okay, uh, I'm starting a small company. You're starting one, so you don't know. You don't he have does not know yet. about the lie detecting. Okay, so you're looking to break away from your brother's business and start your own business in lie, detect- lie detection, and you're lying to your brother about it to do it. Oh, well, uh, yes, that's ironic, but, um, wow, 
it really makes a lot of sense. Are you okay? It's, it, it looks, I can't see really very well right now, but it looks like you're, you're crying a little bit. <laughs> no, it's just uh, allergy season. You can find out if you're allergic to, to, to flowers if you send in a, yeah. a swab with a little bit of gunk on it. Okay, it doesn't matter what kind of gunk. I don't care. Just get it wet and send it to my mail. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so I want to, I want to real quick. I'll let you uh, compose yourself emotionally there, Ned. And I, I want to go back to Caldwell here and ask about his uh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. very interesting. We're back uh, on track. We're back on track. Uh, um, so it does say uh, uh, in my notes here, Caldwell, that uh, you mm-hmm. hunt exotic birds, and I'm a little unclear if that means you're spotting them like a bird watcher or hunting them for sport. Uh, what, what is that hobby of yours? Oh no, I'm hunting them for sport. If if I if I was spotting them, I would say that I spot exotic birds. Right, and I just I'm I've never I mean I've heard of big game hunters and such, but I I don't know that I've heard of uh, people killing exotic birds for trophies. Is that something? Uh, is it popular? Um, I think it's becoming more popular. It's also, uh, I think, requires more skill. It's difficult, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Birds are smaller. Mm-hmm. Birds can fly. And uh, what's your what's what's like your favorite trophy bird that you've managed to bag? Oh, oh, this one, this one right here. I've named him Tracy. As uh, mm. a bird of paradise, you may actually recognize him from Planet Earth. It's the very same bird. From planet Earth. Yes, the very same bird. I followed along right behind David Attenborough. And wow. and as he was moving through, as soon as their crews were done, I would come up just behind them and I would shoot all the birds. Wow. So many uh, questions that opens up for me. One, I did not realize that David Attenborough was actually present during the filming of those things. I thought he was just narrating. <laughs> it's live narration. Yeah, Ned is correct. It's absolutely live narration. He's always wow. there on the spot. Amazing. And then you are also tagging along. Uh, I'm assuming he's maybe an old friend of yours or something. Oh, no, I wasn't with him. I was behind him. My expedition Ah. was separate. We stayed downwind the entire time uh, so that they wouldn't know we were there. We didn't use any cook fires or anything so they couldn't see us farther off in the jungle. We would just wait for them to move through. Once they'd essentially, they were our bird dogs, if you will. They would spot the birds for us. We would come through, bang, bang, bang. Wow. And then I have this lovely display with Amazing. iridescent feathers. There's a small bird in my garage. It's a robin, and it attacks my head every time I try to leave. And that's why I, mainly I've been inside. People think that I have self-quarantine, but there is a bird in my garage. So that, that's why you're not, that's why you haven't grocery shopped in two weeks. That is true. Ned, Ned is one of our best customers. Interesting. Wow, I interesting. always order the popsicles, and they get here all gooey. Because you can't keep them cold when you're riding on a bike. Well, it does say in your profile that you like gooey things on sticks. That's my job. Gooey things on sticks is kind of your, your literal job, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. time I was so bored that I tested a popsicle and it came back 35% Irish. Wow. <laughs> That's the surprises that happen when you it, it it really leads one to 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 question your methods your scientific methods it makes me question what they're putting in this stuff so yeah. we've got two different worldviews i guess we do um uh and and just uh, to cap things off here uh ned you have uh you, you've decided that you're uh, in fact i have it in my notes here that you are running for drain commissioner in your county in ohio f- uh, for the third time uh, you lost the first two times, and you're still knocking on doors uh, trying to become uh, some sort of commissioner of a, of a septic or sewer system in your county. Is that right? Yeah, it's mostly in my cul-de-sac. We have a lot of backup 
problems with our drain. We end up mm. with a lot of the runoff from the other part of town, and I don't think it's fair. Normally, I'm I'm pretty conservative, but when it comes to drains, I am libertarian, baby. I <laughs> I want to Is enforce it? the freedom of the drains. Yeah, enforce the freedom of the drains uh, was a it was a confusing slogan, but I've seen it on your yard signs. Is that your that's your entire platform then? It's just the drains in your cul de sac. It's mostly we just need one quick fix, and that is to drill a big hole down water downstream from it, so that it goes straight into the other part of town. And so, what do you say to like your opponent in your last election, who won handily over you, uh, said that the drain commissioner's job is to is to be concerned about the the sewer systems in the entire county, not just your cul-de-sac, and that drilling a hole would be counterproductive to the entire well, county. Well, I'll say exactly what I said to him on our debate. It was the most heated debate this town's ever seen, and I said, I looked him right in the eye, and I said, do you want the water to come down and then go up, or do you want it to just keep going down from your place? And I said, hey, I don't want it coming down to my place and going up, so I'm going to go from the side and let it go to the next side. And he looked at me so confused. I was so mad, and they had so many cameras, and everyone has seen that video. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen that video too, and it is. Um, it's. I think the title of it had something to do with. Uh, it said, um, a, "A subtitle captioner's worst nightmare" is what it said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that YouTube the, tried its best. Yeah, it was just a caption. mess. It was very. I had I had it on a mute, and I could not make heads or tails of it. But the point being, people know my message. This right. is my third time running, and all I'm going to say is, I'm not running a fourth time, baby. Okay, great. I think some people would be maybe relieved by that. I got to thank both of you for spending the time with us. It's just been absolutely fascinating uh, hearing hearing your takes on everything. That's about all the time we have for today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. And remember, Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers. Thank you, Caldwell. Thank you, man. Welcome. The Corporation is a presentation of Unicow Media. Dean Ardenfeld was played by Nathan Hartswick. Caldwell Prong III was played by Sam Kernan. And Ned Hibbles was played by Brian DeLabrere. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. For more great stuff, follow The Corporation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and check out thecorporationpod.com.